Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary for Seminar Episode 80. And wow, Julia Eve introducing us here. Um, with me, I have Vincent Morrison mm, as my uh, assistant director. Hello! Uh, Anna Rodriguez. Hello! And Joshua Bridges. Hey! Well, welcome everyone to. <laughs> wow, uh, uh, it's kind of a milestone for a seminar. Uh, I mean, kind of. E- episode 80. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, and we are, of course, back in the cave with uh, Alice and and uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas played by Dan Foster and Alice played by uh, Catherine Pride. Um, I'm going to be honest. I put this together real fast, so I don't remember what happened. <laughs> well, you've had a few uh, busy months there, Paul. <laughs> a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. And this is indeed your uh, your uh, last uh, 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 episode. As yeah, director. yep. This is the last one. We're going to miss you, Paul. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss directing this thing. It's been. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah. Well, you've done a lot of amazing work. So kudos and thank you for uh, sticking around it for as long as you did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I. I would tell you how long I've been doing this, but it's been so long I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, we're uh, moving right along into Anna's short here, Tracy Shoe, Private Eye. Yay! Uh, just as some some credits here, we've got James Rossi as Tracy, and uh, Abner Cenaris as Billy. Because you ain't that clever to be the first to come out with it. Why not change your name? You ask. Um, and um, I had a lot of fun. I'm so glad that this was my last one. It was a great one to go out on. Um, it was really fun to kind of recreate the, the old timey radio. Um, kind of my obsession that led to me, you know, searching for audio dramas that led to Pendant, and here we are. Yeah, so, no. Yeah, Anna. Yeah. Anna, do you want to talk a little bit about this? You can't stop listening to me. The show's got an orphan. Yeah, um, I mean, I really enjoyed the, the sound design that you did on it. I wasn't really expecting the old-timey radio sound, so that was really neat. Um... I guess a little backstory on Tracy Shue. I've always liked detective stories. Uh, I've always been fascinated mm. by the mystery genre. Um, it's always been like one of my earliest loves. And about around 2012, I actually was trying to put together a show for Pendant. And so th- mm. that's when I started writing Tracy Shue. And I actually started uh, my whole concept of the show was a short form uh detective series so before quick audio before uh henderson and havner i had this concept for the show and i wrote almost a season of it um but it just never came to light of day and because i wanted i wanted to be able to dedicate several seasons to it and i just wrote just one season and i thought that would be uh unfair to the audience 
if just there was just mm. one season of a show. So it just kind of sat on my computer for years and years until finally I'm like, well, I did all this writing. I might as well put it out there in some sort of form. So that's when I decided to, for this short, this is actually the combination of the first three episodes uh, all into this one short. Oh, that's brilliant. It's really, and it comes out too because uh, uh, Tracy even says previously on. Exactly. That's like. originally the start of episode two so uh that's awesome i tweaked it a bit because all my 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 goal when i was originally writing the show and i was going to pitch it to jeffrey was every script max out at just five pages like i really wanted it to be super short Mm. and i also wanted something that was uh like a general audience um Mm -hmm. because something that was just anybody can listen to so that was my whole thing with Tracy Shoe, and I just love how incompetent he is. Um, and there are so many other characters that I had envisioned that was just impossible to fit it all into one short. Um, but I just really enjoyed how it, how 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 it came out because it's it's meant to be a fun, silly uh, thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, look here, Trace. Yeah, in, yeah, it's perfect. Like. I think that it would have been a great series, but it's it's almost it's like it's perfect for like a little tiny five minute clip. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So when uh, so when I decided to just at least pitch it to seminar, I'm like, well, I can at least take a few scripts, polish it a little bit, and just submit it. And I think it's 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 fine as a standalone, um, mm-hmm. and it just works out that way. Seven fifteen. Blast. And and the. Uh, performances by uh yeah are really by james and abner uh oh my gosh yeah james brings a whole different side to himself like i i don't even recognize his voice in this in this short it's so so good it's it's very reminiscent of the old time radio detective shows yeah when i when i got to the credits i'm like that was james I, yeah. I I couldn't believe it that 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 was him. So that was that was really neat. And and, mm-hmm. and Abner with with Billy like it you know he's he's a lovable orphan. Who doesn't love a lovable orphan? Speaking of lovable lovable orphans, we've got uh, Julia Eve here as the quote angry newsie. So so quick story on on the angry newsie. Uh when I was first thinking of this show and originally pitching it, uh Angry Newsy was supposed to be played by Jeffrey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were we we hang out a lot and just one I when I was just casually talking about the show, uh I mentioned about the Angry Newsy and he just had this kind of like old-timey news newsy voice and I'm like that's it. You're if I make the show, you're the Angry Newsy. So That's hilarious. When I formally pitched this, he's like, "I can." Oh man, I wish you would have told me. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. When I pitched it, I'm like, "You can be the angry newsy," and he's like, "Okay, but you don't have any ladies in the script." I'm like, I... "Oh, true." So I was like, "I guess I can make the angry newsy a female character." So, um, so uh, if it were if it weren't for that, uh, it it probably would have been played by Jeffrey. But but that's not to say that go. Julie didn't do. A, a great job with oh, the role. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did huh, such a great job. Dramatic time sting to cue time passing while we take Molly here. To the I love the, the what you did with the time stings, by the way. Loved oh, good. It. <laughs> Thank you very much. You did good. Uh, I was going to use that one kind of like 
tremble like uh, violin type thing for all of them, but I felt like it was too repetitive, mm-hmm. and um, did the classic dun 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 for a couple of them. Oh yeah, which which was perfect. Uh, this this short is not meant to take itself seriously. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it, the, the cheesier, the better. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, that was awesome, Anna. I uh, I really wish. I, I hope that uh, we get to see more of Tracy and and Billy in the future. Maybe we'll we'll see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome. Um, we have Aiden Rudd here as Zarash. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, in the first scene there. Passed out. That's novel. In that very deep voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I did a, just a little tiny bit of tweaking to to lower his voice, but other than that, he he provided the perfect perfect uh, pitch for the for the voice. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this a new cast member? No, it's Dan Foster as Alex. Great that light travels. These stars. Again, he he does such a good job differentiating or um, separating the two characters, uh, Alex and Thomas. Right, as the uh, yeah. students. Yay, voice actors! We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're better if we stay here. What? Alice, you don't know what's out there. It could be dangerous. <laughs> you don't know what it's I like. Um, I want to oh, just real quick mention, um, if you haven't listened to the commentary for, I think it's episode 78, uh, Dan so kindly uh, added a little blooper that I put at the very end of the show, or at the end of the commentary. If You, uh, <gasps> you didn't. If you go back and listen to that, I think it'll... Well, tickle your funny bone. Okay, uh, here we are in Voices of the Apocalypse. I'm Vincent, the uh, the assistant director for this for this for this uh, for this short. Uh, and first of all, I want to want to want to point out that the character of Gina, I'm assuming, was a military brat and spent a lot of time in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, UK, and that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, this episode was 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 fun to, to direct. Um, also, also a little uh, challenging because it's all in voicemails, which I hadn't done before. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, it was easier because they didn't have to worry about stereo and panning and all that stuff. But uh, also harder because I had to, I had to work harder uh, to make the uh, the uh, episode live. You know, be be you know uh, uh, exciting to 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 uh, listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Josh, would you like to um, talk talk? Talk talk a little bit uh, talk a little bit about the uh, about the uh, story. Yeah, um, I first when I first started coming up with the idea for this one, I was just trying to figure out something I could do for like an an audio drama that I couldn't do anywhere else. And so I first had the idea to do sort of this sort of like audio diary that Gina was doing as she was looking for her brother, and. I wrote a few pages of that, and I'm like, this is super boring. It's just her talking to herself. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's let's throw in um, some of Jake and see what happens. Um, and then I realized when I was leaving a voicemail for a friend at, a few days later, I'm like, you know, this is actually going to work. Like, I could do it this way. And I'm just, like, constantly missing each other. Yeah. And then Jeffrey... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jeffrey really helped me focus it down because I was just going all over the place and I had so many characters going in and leaving voicemails and it was a mess. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, I was really happy with the way that it, that Jeffrey helped me like focus it and get it narrowed down so that it worked. Um, and so that we actually had a consistent like storyline going through yeah. the whole thing. Anyway, uh... Yeah, it was really cool to to kind of hear from different uh, characters' perspectives, uh, even though they're however far away they are, you know? Um, right. Vincent, you did, a, you did a really good job of um, um, adding the background noise and, um, you know, whatever else needed to happen to make it sound like there was chaos or whatever, you know, whatever the script called for. Oh, thank you. Um, Josh, what kind of what what kind of stirred the the story? I mean, like what what brought it about? Um, it it was just really just that sort of like brother sister relationship. Like I have seven siblings, um, and so like having that sort of brother sister relationship is like really important. And I'm like, well, let's see what I can do with this, and you know, just again trying to figure out something that I could do that's just going to work in this format. And, like, in a sort of apocalypse setting seemed to make more sense to me because that that's something that's out of the ordinary, but people would still be trying to contact each other and they would be like, yeah, no, we want to know where our family is. And yeah. I just followed that, that story until this popped out. It's so it's so cool and fun to kind of hear the the evolution of, of of a story, you know, where it started, and we get to hear the final outcome. But it's really cool to kind of hear the the beginning bits. Live out there. The news. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really cool. Um, like this part here, where they're where they're talking. Um. That was one of the first parts that I wrote um, because I'm like, this is kind of like the first scene that popped into my head. I'm like, okay, let's start here and then fluff it into the beginning and wander around a little bit in the end until I find something. That's awesome. Um, Where, oh man, I was going to ask you a question, but I forgot what it was. (laughs) Been there. Yeah, I know that feeling. So, oh, well. in your head, um, how far does this uh, um, this the story uh, t- 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 extend so far? I mean, um, sorry, uh, I, did, I can't hear the question. You keep cutting like, out. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> in your head, how far does the story extend? Like, uh, do the aliens take over the the uh, whole the, uh, the whole world? Yeah. Or have it, you thought that far ahead? Yeah. No, I. I in my head, they, like this is like you know several days into the invasion, and they've like wiped out every major city at this point, and so our characters are coming into it like they've had to play survivalist for a little bit, and then now they're actually starting to move because they're like, oh, these aliens aren't going away. Um, let's figure out how to get away from them, mm-hmm. which is the whole idea of. The whole, um, I think it was the 51st parallel I had them going north of. 
As I'm like, okay, where can we escape them to? Great. The frozen Northlands of Canada. That'll work. <laughs> Aha. Yes. That plan always works. <laughs> like, who wants to go to Canada? Not the aliens. <laughs> it's because everybody up there um, has health care. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention the, the credits real quick. Uh, Julia Eve is playing Gina. And then we got Jay Roberts as Jake and Melissa Bartell as Cat and Walter Mack as Jordan. Jordan's dead. He's dead. And, and me, um, and me as the uh, robber. That's what I'm oh, gonna put, yes. point, point that out. Oh, and I, I played the, I played the, what's it called? The, the uh, newscaster. Yes. The newscaster. Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I forgot I did that. It's one of the um, things I miss about directing is the, uh, the. The director cameo when you need an extra yeah, yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Josh, I know a lot of people have like kind of um, meanings behind names and stuff. I always like to ask: um, Are there any? Is there any significance to the names that you've picked? Um, he, uh, for Gina, it it reminded me of a friend that I have named Gina, and you know who she is, and Aww. sort of the more sort of motherly older sister kind of person so i'm like gina works i'll put gina down i can change it later it never got changed um so that's so cool maybe, <laughs> so she might hear it and go oh that's me i'm like yeah uh, yep that's you hopefully you like your portrayal aww. cool funny. also i killed you <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel <laughs> <laughs> Well, so originally, I didn't have anyone dying at the end. Um, and then Jeffrey came back and was like, you need to have one of them die. I'm like, sure. Damn, Jeffrey. <laughs> sure, I can I can do that. I can kill someone. And it felt really cruel to kill Jake because he's the more mm-hmm. innocent, clueless one. And I'm like, I just... And then have Gina survive all yeah, that and still Jake. survive. And I'm like, mm, it just it didn't work for me. So I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Gina. Mm. You have to go. Um, should have changed wow. her name, dude. Should have should have changed her name. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> Holy. Uh, um, I I just think Jay his portrayal of of Jake his the the voicemail he ke- the voicemails that he keeps leaving for Gina even though he knows that something probably happened to her is it's it's kind of heart wrenching to be honest. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to go for with him is kind of have him be sort of that, that hopeless optimist mm. in some way. Like, he's freaking out a lot because the whole world is going to crap and he's got to figure everything out. Um, and the only yeah. one he knows who can well, do that is be his older out. sister. Yeah. <laughs> right. But at the same time, he's an optimist. So let's have him leave voicemails for his his sister who may be dead at this point. Hmm. Anyway, let me keep my phone off for four more hours. Now, the uh, character of Cat, though, seems to uh, seems to be able to to, to uh, keep it all keep keep, keep uh, seems to be able to keep it all together. You know, she seems mm-hmm. more um, more um, calm than than, than than Jake. This this whole thing. A few of the guys and I are gonna get into a truck and come your way. I love this voice for Gina. I I didn't quite imagine it that way. I'm like, oh. No, that's Gina. This works. Oh, wow. Cool. And 
Um, so good to know that. Because I, I definitely had, you know, my friend Gina's voice in my head. And I'm like, right. That's just, this is not her voice. But this actually works <laughs> for the character really well. Yeah. So it's sort of that grizzled marine. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like a deep south mixed with British. Yeah. Yes. Like Vincent said, <laughs> it definitely kind of is. works in the end. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really does. And I think that helps to separate her and Jake a little bit because it's like, yeah, Jake must have grown up in an entirely different situation. Right. And right. ended up entirely different places. I'm like, you know, that adds a lot more background to these characters than I was thinking of. Man, yeah. It's amazing. Ooh, yeah, I guess it, it does. It, it was in the casting notes. What are you talking about? It's purely <laughs> attention. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I wrote that. It's in <laughs> casting, Paul. Well, I'm glad someone's thinking about it. it. Actor must sound seasoned and well-traveled. And <laughs> yep, you're welcome, Josh. <laughs> Lots of different places. Uh. I think what I, if I can pipe in, uh, what I liked most about this particular short is... Uh, you know, we don't really get a whole lot of, like, post-apocalyptic, like, sibling stories. Like, I know of a few, but there's, like, a certain special connection between siblings that, mm. mm-hmm. like, for me, like, I have two brothers, and for me, I was thinking of, like, oh, man, if we were in a post-apocalyptic uh, situation and my brothers are across the country, like, and our parents were dead. Like, yeah, I would. The very first thing I would try to do is get to them as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I think the actors really played. You, they're believable. They're siblings. So I thought that was really well written right. and well well acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, Jay's portrayal is just spot on here. At yeah. The end. Yeah, this part oh. here is just heartbreaking. It's like, yeah, it's so over. much emotion in that. I'm like, nah. I know what's happening, and you're still oh, gonna man. make me cry. Exactly. Yeah. I liked having not directed this one and like listening to it in the car, and listening to Jay or Jake really, um, just you know, try to cling on to like. Um, the hope that maybe his sister survived that, but he's not sure. It's just like, yeah, it, yeah. You get, you guys, you all, you know, everyone involved did a great job with this last bit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need my big sister Marine, okay? But yeah. And the the silence behind. Uh, some mm-hmm. sometimes you know what silence is a lot more effective. Then mm-hmm. uh, all this background yeah. noise and and really Vincent, that's you know a director that knows how to u- yep. utilize silence correctly is is a great director. So you you did a great job uh, mixing yep. this in. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, originally, I I I was going going was going to put in put in some music, but it really just overwhelmed it. You know, like I could I yeah. couldn't find a way to. Have music and still have it have still still and still and still still give it that um that uh, that uh, stark feeling of 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 uh, of uh, of um of, uh, 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 bleakness I guess you know of the piece yeah so I said nope <laughs> can't and do it no music I I had finished um my short when you emailed me about not putting music in and I put. Almost no music in in mine, just because you know that's old timey radio had the little transition music, but it really the no music on both ends kind of tied the two together, 
And mm-hmm. I, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. Serendipity. And yeah, awesome. it got knit together really well. Cool. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Episode uh, 80. The last and episode Julia of Eve, our illustrious director, Paul Grimman. First credits on seminar. Yes, that's right. Thomas. Aiden Rudd. Zarash. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking with me for however long I've been doing this. And uh, uh, I know that uh, Vincent is in good hands with, with Vincent taking it on. And um, yeah, I'm, I couldn't be more happy with handing it off to someone. And A new era know, begins! Yay! <laughs> passing on the torch, as it were. Yes. The king is dead. Long live the king. (laughs) Paul, thank you for all the work you've done with not just Seminar, but Impended in general, Mm. and all the directing you've done. Uh, And then, yeah, like like you said, uh, Vincent, you're a fantastic director, so Seminar seminar is definitely in good hands. Thank you. Amen. I feel I feel I feel I feel warm and uh, and uh, and uh, and and fuzzy now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. All right. So, thank you all for listening. Bye. <laughs> As, uh, Jeffrey says. <laughs> good night, everyone. Bing bong. Bing bong.